In this episode, we'll be discussing mental health. Alana and I are not mental health experts, just two best friends with a podcast talking about our experience with mental health. If you or someone you know is in need of mental health resources, we've included a link in the episode description. Before we start the show, we just wanted to give a shout out to our biggest fan, Catherine! Wishing you the best birthday ever by giving you the greatest gift of all, a new HUAF radio episode! We hope you enjoy this as we've enjoyed your continued and enthusiastic support. Now on to the episode! Welcome to HQAF Radio. I'm Alana. And I'm Francis. And this is a show about two best friends. Alana! Hey, girl! Hey! Francis! How you doing? <laughs> oh, I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing well as well is usually what I tell people. But, um, you know, these days, not... So much well. I don't know. Like, it's this weird thing where I'm technically, logically okay, um, but it's just kind of a sad time, isn't it? It's just a weird, sad time. Yeah. And I think this really kind of kicks off the start of our mental health series where we talk about freaking mental health because I feel the same exact way that you do. Like, it is such a weird time to be alive right now. Like, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Trump is president. California is like burning. Brazil was burning, I think, earlier this year yeah. too, right? Fire tornadoes are a thing. Yeah. Killer hornets from Japan. The worst storm season. We have so many. We've had so many storms that now we've run out of names. We're in the uh, Greek alphabet. Like, there's so many crazy storms canada just got hit with a hurricane which they haven't been hit with a hurricane in i think either ever or decades it's been a very long wow, time is that true? Like, everything is wild yes yeah hurricane teddy wow um i think it didn't hit them hard but it's just like weird uh, texas recently got hit by a hurricane um pretty badly and especially with all of these crazy like iowa got crazy hit by a derancho which is like a pseudo tornado type of deal hurricane type of situation um yeah like everything is just falling apart this is truly like the worst year ever i think all around yeah you know and then the global pandemic is just really amplifying that i don't know it's just wild to me yeah well and i think like that's why it's so important for us to talk about mental health and to kind of just make sure that we're doing okay mentally even if the world outside is not doing okay and i think you know that's why i appreciate our calls sometimes when you're just kind of like wallowing in the the mires of what is going on in the world right now it's easy to just sink into it you know and just like lose touch with people but like having our calls having our podcast has really helped me to at least connect with somebody and feel like at least a little bit better. Like I'm not alone in my uh, depression, I guess, like the, my low grade depression. Um, yeah. And so I just wanted us to kind of just talk about it and like, well, the first series, the first episode today, we're just going to let's, let's talk about like mental health, like what we've been through before in our past, like what, our thought about mental health is in general and then like in subsequent episodes 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 we'll 
we're going to dive into like other aspects of like taking care of yourself. So like we've got one planned about journaling and I know Alana, you are a prolific journaler. We've got one about counseling and therapy, and then we're going to be interviewing some of our friends and practicing a little bit of gratitude, like learning more about them and being thankful for having them in our lives. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, if you're interested, listener out there, and being a special guest, you better smash that like button <laughs> and or probably text us because honestly, the only person that is a fan and is excited to be a special guest on the show is probably one of our friends who has our phone number. Let's be honest. Hi, Catherine. How you doing? We always give her a shout oh. out because she's the only one out there listening. Oh. Let's Dude, be I honest. I thought you meant Donica. <laughs> Does she? Oh, T. <laughs> She listens. No, she doesn't. No, she doesn't. No, no, yeah. No. <laughs> not even more. Um, not even her episodes, but that's okay. She's such an icon. She doesn't yeah. even need to listen to her episodes. Yeah, exactly. I wanted to start this off, Alana, by asking you what, you know, like through your past or your history, like what has been your sort of your perception of mental health? Like what has been your relationship with it? Oh, I mean, I uh, am so, I feel like I'm one of those people who's very, you know, open and upfront with my mental health. And you can let me know otherwise, but I think I've always been very open with you and open with people like, hey, I'm kind of not doing well, or hey, I'm in therapy. There's, there tends to be this stigma. I think we're slowly moving towards um, a society where we're we're welcoming um, people taking care of themselves, yeah. you know, uh, taking their mental health seriously, going and getting help. Like it used to be very taboo and kind of a stigma attached to it. But now I think, and perhaps it's because everyone is now in a low to severe uh, depression that everyone's just like, hey, mental health <laughs> is really a, a, an important thing and we should all just take care of ourselves. But I've always been a big mental health advocate. Yeah, I can say, like, I think one of the first things I remember us talking about, maybe not, like, first things in our friendship, but just kind of, like, one of the things that you were pretty open about um, even early in in our friendship was just you going to therapy on a regular basis. Um, And also about sort of your, like, your childhood and (laughs) how many, like, like, how many times you've been, like, um, or not how many times, just, like, how many fights you get into with your brother and your stepbrothers and the amount of like stepmothers and fathers and like my family tree is very complicated it's very big yeah i mean anyone and i feel like i and well maybe my um sort of outlook has changed or maybe i'm literally the exact same when i go and i meet someone and they're gonna be my best friend i'm like hey by the way you're gonna need like a whole family tree and a booklet to kind of keep track of all of this craziness and maybe that's why i felt like hey i better be open because this is just gonna be a wild ride i my alana filter is out of this world but guess what it can be backed up with trauma question mark like i don't know (laughs) you know like that just reminds me like i think as we were starting to become best friends, you were like, I know we're going to be best friends. And the trend with me is that I lose my best friends in like two years, like, like through one thing or another. Do you remember having that? Yes. Conversation? Well, it, so the, the trend is like, not necessarily lose, but they all, they always move away. Like my yeah. trend with every best friend is that they, we become best friends. It's freaking awesome. The stars are aligning and they move. And that has up until actually, I think you, Francis, um, that was the case for like five of my major, five of my only best friends, honestly, for every stage of my life, uh, have moved to a different state, 
um, moved across the country, just moved away, really, is the, the way of describing it. And I remember when we first became friends, you said, oh, yeah, I'm planning on moving to, I think it was California, right? <laughs> California, and I was yeah. Like, Great. <laughs> Breaking my heart over here. Um, yeah. I mean, I like to think that I just am an open book because I just like to be very transparent. I'm a big fan of transparency and being upfront and honest with people. But maybe it's just part of um, my weird, messed up mental health. And yeah, to kind of go back to your point, yes, I'm, I've always been very open about the fact that I. I've been to therapy. I went to therapy for over a decade. And I mean, on and off, we're talking about all the ther therapists I've seen over my life or how many years I've been in therapy. It's probably like close to 20 years. I don't know. Um, wow. Part of it is because, I mean, my parents got divorced when I was really little. And part of, you know, the whole court agreement is like, you should do family counseling or therapy. It's part of like, you know, the transition, or I don't know if it's like required, it may not be required. Maybe my mom was like, this is probably rough for you kids. Um, <laughs> but but you know, that it's good that on. she recognized that, though. And was just like, hey, it's if it's rough, you need to talk to somebody about it. And you know, that's, yeah. that's definitely the way to go. That's like a very healthy mindset, I think. Yeah. And you know, since then, I feel like, Honestly, I really should go back to therapy. This is probably the longest I've been out of therapy. I think I only stopped going to therapy because I got so busy with um, like the wedding and um, gosh, was it that long ago? I don't even know when I when I stopped. I think I think I remember you stopping around that time frame. Yeah. Yeah, we was, talked about yeah, that. Yeah, I got a new job. I, I just got engaged. I got, you know, life is way too busy for this. But um, now that you can go and do like virtual counseling, and um, I'm for sure in a low to severe depression, I should probably go back to therapy. Now is the <laughs> time. Um, but yeah, yeah I'm, I'm a big fan of therapy. I'm a big fan of journaling. And I don't know, just you have to prioritize your mental health because that's who who you are as a person and then also your relationship with that person are two different things that was something i learned fairly early on in therapy and it's like kind of a weird concept when you first learn it but at the end of the day like you as a person are who you kind of live with and wake up with and and you got to have a positive relationship with yourself yeah. it doesn't come naturally yeah i i really love that that's such a great way to put it cuz sometimes you know, like you sometimes you think about like counseling and it's your you're working on your relationship with your husband or your partner or whatever. Sometimes you really need to work on the relationship with yourself. That That is such yeah. an awesome way to put it. Yeah. And what is your kind of thinking on therapy or, or mental health? Like, has that kind of been at the the forefront of, of, of your mind or just sort of recently as the world has been falling apart? Like, what's kind of your background on mental health? I like I came up from like a household that um like the idea of going to therapy was sacrilegious like my dad in particular was just never one to kind of talk about feelings never one to acknowledge that you have issues if you have problems then deal with it you know that kind of thing like you never never sought help for it part of it I think them from a military background like he, him growing up in the military or you know going up in the military and me being in a military family and even like me joining the military for a few years like they, there was this kind of 
thought that if you had to go see the chaplain or if you had to go see a therapist, that there was something wrong with you mentally. And that would be a dock against your your wellness as a soldier, wellness as a warfighter. I think that kind of stuck with my dad for for a very long time, like still even to this day. I think it's that kind of mindset, the you know, societal mindset for sure, that that kind of hinders people from thinking that they need to go to a therapist. Like it it's for some reason seeing a therapist makes you seem weak. Like like as if it's like they don't see it like as akin to going to get a physical from a doctor, right? Like it's signaling a problem and that um you're just not strong enough to deal with it yourself. And that's just not the case. I remember having like very dark thoughts towards the end of my high school year and not really having a good like outlet for it like I just was not in a very good place and I think what really saved me was having like a good set of friends and you know honestly just even just moving out of the house and getting away from from those influences really helped me kind of center myself but it wasn't until honestly like my friendship with you that I really started to come around to the idea of going to therapy, going to counseling, and not even, you know, like, going just to go, not going for any particular problem, but just going to as like part of the maintenance of your own well being, you know, like, that's, I think, what really opened me up to the idea of it. And for sure, you know, like, you look around nowadays, mental health is like in your ads, like you see it targeted by um, in in instagram and like the big name celebrities talk about it a lot like i saw anthony from um queer eye like advertising the one of the telehealth therapy ads and definitely our society is like much more open than it was before but i feel like yeah growing up it just wasn't a big it wasn't something that you openly admitted and nowadays it's something that hey we can have a freaking podcast about and (laughs) not feel too ashamed about it yeah, no, that's, that's so true that I and I'm, I'm not upset about it at all. Like, I think it's wonderful that we're going in this direction. But it is very interesting to me, just seeing that society has moved in that trend, because I feel like it's a very new trend, at least in the mm-hmm. last 10 years that people are just becoming more open and accepting and, and no, this isn't like a new uh, concept or like, oh, it's one of those things. You know how sometimes trends, like they're sort of like fads, they go out of yeah. style, they come into style. For sure, our parents were not growing up in a society that were talking about their feelings, dealing with their feelings, and neither were their parents. Like this is truly like a phenomenon and new to society in general. And I, I welcome it. I'm so happy about it because it's so important and um, it's just really tragic. Yeah, I, I I can recall back in the day when when you told someone you were going to therapy, i.e. me telling every person I became <laughs> friends with, apparently, um, I went to therapy. The initial reaction was always, oh, you know, what's wrong with you? Why are you so fucked up? Did something happened to you and uh to your point sometimes just like going to therapy is helpful it doesn't necessarily have to be a thing it's good to go if if something traumatic happens and you need to work through it or process it sometimes that's needed to have that third party to process it but i just had kind of a wild childhood and i just needed to process it even as an adult because that stuff that trauma and those issues don't go away and i think i just kind of realized there was no other there wasn't like an escape like you can't escape yourself and you can't escape these issues and i do recall that francis and i 
within a year of our friendship, uh, we actually became, um, well, I went through the most severe depression of my entire life. And I recall the, the day that I told you about it. And I remember I was so nervous and like, scared to tell you and and felt this weird shame which is as you know not me like when it comes to my mental health and when it comes but like depression has this way and maybe this can be a whole other podcast episode because depression is so weird i had never experienced like i had experienced depression and like the sadness and like very specific to one thing and and just having like a period of time of just sorrow and and not happiness but this kind of depression was so severe where i had no emotions i felt nothing but then i weirdly felt it was weird um anyway whole other separate podcast because it's a weird experience (laughs) um but i just remember telling you about it and you were just so reassuring and sweet and kind of reminded me almost of like the person that i used to be which was also another part of the depression i like felt like i wasn't who i was and i was pretending to be a person uh, so weird but but you were just so welcoming and like encouraging and it was just really helpful and um nice and also i think you told me too like yo why don't you this sounds like this sounds like a job for therapy and I was like oh yeah like I had never because my depression was so severe and I had just became such a shell of a person I didn't even recall like oh yeah maybe this is where I see a therapist <laughs> like this is a specific instance now I you know we're not talking about my childhood we're talking about this which I'm sure it related to my childhood or it pro- I mean there were other things that facilitated that specific depression but childhood ho- somehow always gets in there um, <laughs> but yeah I don't know I just think it's like so important and um and also just so awesome to have a really good support unit because if you can't go to therapy right now, if you can't afford it, if you can't, if you don't have the time, having a, a support system is like the second best thing yeah. for sure. Yeah, because definitely. friends are everything, man. Yeah, I agree. I think if we didn't have our friends, like I think it would make our lives that much harder. Like look at our p- pandemic situation now, right? in the beginnings of the quarantine like it might have felt good to be like isolated you know like as a fellow introvert just to be like in your home no social obligations for like a month but then even that starts to kind of wear on you like you kind of have to realize that we're all social beings at some point and even if it's just like one or two friends like it's nice to see them every so often and just like to hang out and to be with them and so having that strong social network does so much for your your mental health. I truly do believe that. Completely agree. I feel like and I I've been recommending to people and you know because everyone's going through this right everyone's going through the COVID-19 sorrow um, as a group we're all just really having a terrible time and I've been telling everyone look go and and reach out to your friend call them it it's the only kind of normalness that we can achieve you know is just remembering that there are people out there and um that there is a world that (laughs) you were once so connected to and just like keeping that connection alive has been so important to me and I think other people even this podcast I've been telling people start a podcast because that's what (laughs) you need whoa are you encouraging people to compete with our podcast 
damn. No, I'm encouraging them to listen to our podcast. Either start one, but most likely you don't have the time, the HQAF experience, or know-how to do your own podcast, let's be honest. So listen to ours. We're on par with Michelle Obama, okay? For a fact. Can we take a quick break from mental health to talk about how Michelle Obama's podcast came up as a list of recommended podcasts for you next to our podcast? Because uh, that it inspires wasn't, me every it, day. It was <laughs> like recommended i follow both no, <laughs> just, it, I, for some course. reason it, it came up like right next to each other i don't know why because like ha- alphabetically wow. there's others that i follow that like would fit in right be- between each other right. but like for me like it's hqef and then michelle obama's podcast <laughs> What a true Alana filter moment that I assumed that we were coming up in the recommended next to each other. Not that there was some other, like maybe you in a certain sequence hadn't caught up in all those podcasts. So first was ours, then was Michelle's. <laughs> I'm actually dying. That's so funny. <laughs> like, that is so me. And that's probably why I need therapy. Let's be real. <laughs> this Alana filter is a problem. Alana, you are the main character of your own anime. So, you know. <laughs> I mean, is that a problem or is that just how we all see each other and someone said you should probably see a therapist for that specifically <laughs> to me? I mean, what is the real thing here? <laughs> Truly. So the next thing I want to ask you about, Alana, is like, are there any things, anything that you do that you feel like really helps with your mental health? Anything that you enjoy doing? Any routines that you have that you really feel like help you out in, in this time, especially especially in this time? Right. Uh, So reaching out to friends, for sure, just keeping some kind of schedule of uh, communicating with people outside of your quarantined unit. Because for me, and I I don't know if that's uh, for everyone, but my routine is like regularly, routinely uh, having a great chat with my friend Francis here, Uh or my friend Catherine, or, um, you know, Sarah or Kathy, or like all these people, Lauren. And, um, yeah, just like making sure to reach out and and see, hey, like, are my friends okay? Because something about just like checking on your friends helps you kind of, I don't know, almost be distracted from yourself. Like one, it's great to talk to your friends, but then two, it's like important. Just make sure your friends are okay. Make sure that they're they're doing all right. And just like talking through what's going on and, and talking it out. It's just like therapy. Um, Cause then they talk about their sorrow and then you get to talk about yours. So definitely communication with people outside of your quarantine bunker. Number one, uh, number two, writing has always been number one for me. It's really helpful. Uh, and it sounds like it's been helpful for you. Hey, it's mm-hmm. cheap. It's available. Um, and it's there. And also, uh, I mean, of course I have kind of the writer's spin on of it, but It'll be really interesting to reread these entries in some number of years. Are, are, are you writing just in your journal or are you doing like fan fiction? Um, I'm doing both, but <laughs> <laughs> so the fan fiction I'm working on right now is a comedy and I do not feel like Whoa. Oh, wait, T, you don't know this? I, I thought you read I, all my I, fan I, fiction. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Is this a new fan fiction since quarantine started? No. I mean, it's what it's new-ish to I guess I don't oh my god have I not told you about the fan fiction I'm working on Francis
So I mean, I, I I don't want to say the one that I know that you had been working on, just because there's just so much going on there. I <laughs> yeah, it's not that one. <laughs> is all I'm gonna say. Um, oh my god! Wow, exposed. Um, I tell I give myself a shout out, but it is so obscenely embarrassing that I write fan fiction at 29 years old. It's so <laughs> embarrassing. It doesn't matter what my mental health is. It's embarrassing. But it is what I do. Why though? Why? 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 What? Like, why are you so embarrassed about it? I mean, it's a little weird, uh, right? <laughs> like, objectively and personally speaking, is it not? Okay, but okay, but so like, I, I also like follow ships. Like, I follow like actual like relationships, not like ship ships. Um, but you know, like, how weird is that? That you, if you have like a favorite character in your TV show, in your movie, that you just write a fan fiction about, like you imagine like what their life would be like outside of the the TV show. Thank you. Oh my god. Yeah. Yes. No. Well, like, I we get can it. Normalize therapy. We can normalize writing fan fiction <laughs> in your near thirties. Like, please, let's normalize it. I- I will admit that your your version of fan fiction is like maybe a little bit out there. Like brother fluff is not like not like what I would think of when I think of uh, fan fiction. Oh, but, but this you know. one isn't brother fluff. It's like actually kind it's of not. yes. Oh my god, girl! I don't know this one. I don't know this Wait, one. Wait, should this like when this episode turns into a promo for my fan fiction? Oh, hot tea! <laughs> Wait, should I give my username and say the name of this fan fiction fully by title so they can look it up and read it later? We're, we're coming around full circle here to a different topic, but like, how many of your different personas do you want to like <laughs> introduce like, merge the into one? <laughs> I know seriously this just goes way back to the Twitter episode where I have three different Twitter handles um, all of which people can find because we 100% gave them a shout out um, by full like character count um, no this one like I'm actually so the way that this started it started three years ago um, I took a break a full like one year hiatus because I got married and everything got crazy um but so technically I've been writing it for two years but started it three years ago and um I started because Lauren started writing a new fan fiction that she was really excited about yes they're both Yu-Gi-Oh yes I will be giving them a promo shout out later (laughs) at the end of this um and so Lauren started writing one it's a really good story I like love it it is so awesome and so of course I thought oh well it's you know it would be more fun if we were both writing fan fiction together because we like to beta read and like edit each other's stuff so we would be sending she would be sending me these chapters i'm like oh man this is inspiring me like i miss writing fan fiction i'm a 27 year old adult and like (laughs) god i want to get back to that place i've been living in for 15 years um let me just try and think of a story so i thought to myself um can I write about a different anime that's not Yu-Gi-Oh no so then I thought to myself are you for real like you you could not think of a single other anime like what about my hero academia I'm for like some reason Deku and Deku and uh what's his face the main um uh Bakugo 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 they're brothers ish like that's a lot of brother fluff going on there Kind of. Um, yeah, it's sort of. interesting. I used to write fan fiction for a bunch of different series, like 
G Gundam, Dragon Ball Z, Digimon. Um, what? Actually, a period where I wrote I... Star Wars fan fiction. Hell yeah, I have all that. Stop! Yes. I had no idea. This is like a new side of you I have never seen before. Like you have written other fan fictions that did not involve Yu-Gi-Oh! Yes. Specifically Mokuba and Seto Kaiba. Wait a sec. I never told you. Whoa. No. Podcast I alert. no idea. What? I never told you this. That's so oh crazy. So once upon a- oh, Sonic the Hedgehog. I have all these fan fictions, by the way, so I can okay. prove that. I can, be- I can believe Sonic the-, Sonic the Hedgehog. I can't believe you had <laughs> other interests out of yes. those two cartoons. Okay, so let me tell. Well, let me go and take a, a-, a- sidebar break here so once upon a time I wrote this is this is doing wonders for my mental health right now oh like, my god i'm so shook. glad <laughs> i can't <laughs> this turns into a lot of fan fiction background story like episode. <laughs> so i wrote fan fiction for everything under the sun loving it was having the time of my life well once upon a time 2004 happened and i discovered Yu-Gi-Oh, and i for some reason I, I'm I'm not joking. I could not stop thinking about like I liked other shows. I have since discovered other shows. Like I got into Full Metal Alchemist in high school. I got into yeah. um, Walking Hulk, Dead. Uh, Walking Dead. We did a video on Walking Dead. Like I've gotten into other shows since yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh. But there was something about Yu-Gi-Oh when I was introduced to it and I watched it that I just like could not leave that world. Like I couldn't write about anything else. There was nothing else that interests me. And that's where I have lived for since 2004, or sorry, three, yeah. Since 2003, that is, I don't know what it was, but ever since then I have not been able to write a success. I've tried, but they're terrible. Like for some reason, that universe is the only one that I've ever wanted to live in. And it's not, Oh my god, the first time I saw Yu-Gi-Oh! I didn't even watch the first episode. I was started watching in the middle of an episode, in the middle of the entire series. And I remember I didn't even know who Seto and Mokuba were. I didn't know they were brothers. I didn't know the context. <laughs> I just saw them interact once. The episode wasn't even about them. And I was like, those two are my favorite characters. This is now, like, my entire life. Like, I went on the internet and read the entire backstory, watched all the episodes illegally. And I was hooked. And that I've never left that universe since then. There was something oh within the Yu-Gi-Oh universe I could never leave. <laughs> and only the original <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh series. I can't read or watch any of the, oh my God. Well, all the sequel series are terrible, let's be honest. But um, yeah, just the original Yu-Gi-Oh series could never write about any other world. That, that's like such a niche, like such a niche thing like to to be like obsessed with for so this long i know and I, like not even really a great show let's be real <laughs> like yeah. it's not like yeah. wow i'm <laughs> bamboozled by how wonderful wonderfully written it is or wonderful uh, concept it's a show about card games and children and like it's not like amazing <laughs> but there's something about it so i can never leave that universe yeah and haven't since 2003 was that 15 years 16 yeah no, uh, 17, 17, 2003, 17 years, yeah. almost two decades. Almost two decades, yeah. And um, well, so to kind of circle back to this brand new anime that you should totally, brand new anime, sorry, fan fiction. I'm not writing an anime here, please. I'm writing fan fiction that I got for 17 years. Um, but to be honest, 
so my friend is super excited. She's writing a fan fiction, right? And I I'm super excited about her story, but I want to be involved in the excitement. Well, I sit down and I think to myself, okay, I've written 85 stories about Seto and Mokpa. How can I, I'm not joking. You can go to my website. I'll tell it to you at the end of the show. Um, <laughs> I've written 85 stories. What can I write? that's different because I didn't want to just write something to write something. I wanted to challenge myself. I've always been someone who likes to challenge myself as a writer. The most recent story that I had written previous to the one that I'm working on was a romance. And I'd never been able to successfully write a believable romance. Like into my regard, like to me, a believable, probable romance between Seto and another yeah. character. And um, I purely wrote the last story that I wrote to challenge myself and see if I could do it. And then I like I kind of like how it came out. So for this one, I was like, what's something I've never done? I want to challenge myself. I'm an older lady. <laughs> so like, <laughs> what can I do that I haven't done before in the last 85 stories? Well, what I had never done was write a comedy. And so I decided, let me go and write a comedy. And I thought, okay, well, what's the premise of a comedy? What would be funny? Um, and what would, you know, be challenging. And so part of the humor of this story is that I am writing what I see as the impossible because the, the entire premise of the story is that Seto and Joey, who you know is my least favorite character, I fucking hate him. I deep and blocked a bitch who said that was her favorite character. Um, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I'm writing a story where they become friends, like the actual impossible. And it is so huh. funny, I think. Lauren says she laughs all the time. Hmm. And it's kind of made me laugh too. But I, I mean, Alana Filter on full steam, <laughs> it could just be, I think I'm the funniest person on the planet. But, yeah, I um, think like, I yeah. think whoever needs, whoever <laughs> reads this fan fiction would first have to know what Yu-Gi-Oh is about to understand why, like the irony in it, you know? Yes, yeah. for sure. And know that Joey is the worst <laughs> character ever and said it was the best. And like understanding the complications of such a... <laughs> Strange well, you friendship. know, like whatever makes you happy, though. If this is this is what's getting you through pandemic. Like, I'm all for it. I will listen to it on audiobook, I guess, as I'm reading, <laughs> as I'm like working. Should oh my god, should I start an audio <laughs> podcast with Anchor? Where I read my stories just so you'll specifically read my stories. Also, is this the part where I give a shout out to my own? Fan fiction channel. I say it's a channel. It's a fan fiction profile. <laughs> so go to fanfiction.net and look up Hikari Mokuba's Guardian. That is correct. I came up with it when I was 12 and I haven't changed it, bitch. And my funny story that you can read right now on oh the internet, God. available to everyone who has an oh. internet connection, is called Wingman. <laughs> Francis is so incredibly embarrassed for me and about me. I, and from I love me, like, how you know that aspect. because we're not even on FaceTime right now. Like, I'm like, cringing. oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, he, this is what I love about Francis. He's like truly the embodiment of a good big brother. He like loves me so hard, but he is so concerned for me. He just. You know, I'm I'm happy yeah. for you and your hobbies, though. Well, that's great. That's really good. Well, okay, well, Francis, what fanfiction are you writing that's getting you through the pandemic? Okay, give me uh, your great ideas. I'm writing any fanfictions. <laughs> what are you doing? 
No, I mean, oh, actually, well, I do know what we are doing outside of my very embarrassing hobby. Please go like and follow and favorite whatever the fuck you kids do on the internet. I'm joking. I know what you can do on fanfiction.net to follow my stories. <laughs> um, is I'm playing Animal Crossing. Yes, yes. <laughs> A lot of that. Have you, do- have you done anything but, uh, since the wedding? So I will say that since Harley and I got married on... August 22nd, 2020, <laughs> in-game. Um, I have played less. Like, not necessarily like, oh, I, I never play at all. Like, I've just dropped the game. It's, it means nothing to me. But I have definitely, oh, my God, it's like a real wedding. Like, suddenly the anticipation and all the work and you feel like you should be doing something, but you don't have to. You can just live your life. And it has meant that I haven't played as much um recently even though there's a lot that i could be doing i mean you see francis's island and you see mine and there's a lot of work that i could be doing well honestly like i I feel the same way now too like i've i've just been playing so much animal crossing so i like i i actually have bought a new game it's called curb fighters 2 (gasps) i bought it last night and it's literally just you play as kirby and you're fighting other kirby's (laughs) love that for you What's getting you through the pandemic? Is it video games or is it other things? A little bit of video games. So like, so Chris and I have been playing a lot of couch co-op games together. Um, so it's nice to have kind of like that um, activity to have like that. Um, especially, you know, before Donic moved out, we were playing a lot of board games. And so just kind of continuing that on. But since it's just Chris and I, like we're 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 really more interested in the video game aspects of like not cleaning up, <laughs> having like a story in the game, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, Love I have that. been actually a little bit more into baking now. Um, especially because uh, Donica left behind a sourdough starter, and I I think you know me, Alana. Like I, or maybe you don't know this about me. I don't like baking. Like I am not a good baker. I I find like I I like it's just too precise for me like when i cook i just like throwing shit in and then like like picking things out like there's there's an approximation to it that's nice where like with baking you have to be very precise or else it's not going to turn out right and i just don't have the patience for that and i've been getting a little bit more into it so with the sourdough starter i've actually made some sourdough crackers (gasps) i I've That's made awesome. like sourdough pizza. I've made sourdough cookies. I'm going to be, I want to make sourdough English muffins. Uh, and so I've just like been doing a lot of baking. Uh, I actually have like, I recently started trying to make vinegar this past week. Yeah. Really? We had some fruits left over um, from our trip to the farmer's market. So I was like, well, instead of just throwing it out, let me try to see if I can make some vinegar. I, I saw like this YouTuber that I followed had like this whole tutorial on how to make it. So I was like, here, what the fuck? I'm going to try it. So I've got vinegar just fermenting in my uh, dining room right now. Wait, so how do you make vinegar? Hold on. So you just take a bunch of fruits and I'm. Yeah, I'm yeah, intrigued. yeah. So Tell me. literally all you need is just like fruit, any kind of fruit. So it could be like pear, it could be strawberries, it any? could be oranges. Like as long as it's a fruit with sugar, like a sugary fruit, you're fine. You put the um, the fruit into like a jar. It could be like like the whole fruit, like the core, the peel, the flesh. Oh, it, it doesn't even okay. have to, it doesn't even have to be any flesh. You could theoretically just do it with like the leftovers, but it's obviously it's going to taste different. But you could still do it, 
and you fill up the jar with water and basically just let the wild bacteria and the yeast ferment the that that mixture that you've got going on in in a month it turns into vinegar yeah like i've I've shortened some steps but like that's generally the whole process and so you just gonna kind of have to like um care after it and make sure that it doesn't get too moldy but that's how you get started and apparently it tastes really good i i'm not done yet so we'll we'll see how it goes but yeah yeah, i've been like getting into like these small projects and i find like having having these kind of um I, I I was about to call it a hobby, but it's not even a hobby because like gardening to me is a hobby. Like having these like small little micro tasks, micro hobbies has been a lot um, has been helpful for me because like I've been able to just kind of set my mind to a task and finish it. And that kind of gives me a sense of accomplishment, especially because like, you know, me, Alana, like I'm very type A. And, you know, prior to this pandemic, I had shit to do. I had things to go and, like, take care of and people to see. And, like, this pandemic has really forced me to slow down. And so being able to just have those small little things that I can kind of finish and feel proud of, it makes me feel better. You know, even if the even if the crackers are, like, shit. Like, like it just <laughs> makes me feel good about myself. And so... I, I'm really like taking that to heart, um, at least for this, for this like foreseeable future, just continuing baking, even if I'm not the best baker, even though like vinegar is like kind of a <laughs> kind of a weird thing to be making. I'm going to be making it. So, right. And it requires uh, patience, which, you know, I feel like I would have a, a difficulty with. And, you know, you and I are similar in that, like, we very much don't, we, you know, instant gratification we go, we make the food, we eat the food, then that's done and we're good. Um, but yeah, I mean, it sounds like these are all very healthy and happy and just like really good, you know, internal things. I say internal that it's like internally good for you to just go and like focus on something and build something and make something that you're proud of. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially like in terms of um, focusing on something else, like for me, it's just like, focusing on things that are not negative you know what i mean like there's just so much negativity in the world that we're able to focus on right now um like i think we had listed off all of them in the beginning or if not most of them (laughs) (laughs) like just having that small sort of just like nothing to focus on is just nice like it, it makes me feel like i am just not bogged down in negativity um all the fucking time like it is constant uh before i like um, got into these things like a month or two prior like that's all I would think about and it it's hard it's very hard um yeah, yeah and so <laughs> I for me it's just been trying to be productive and not to say like that this is like the same formula for everybody but um you know like I it does help me in terms of just being able to zone out and I think that's one of the things that um at least when I went to go see my counselor he was like recommending is just being mindful, being present in the moment of your moment, not like the world's moment, but just being mm-hmm. kind of like there and focusing on something else is is really nice and just helpful in, in many ways, like in slowing your brain down. But don't you think, Francis, that now that, 
you know, there's there's not all of these various because you're you're kind of a little bit of a social butterfly. Like you have a full calendar, pre, you know, pre COVID nineteen had a fairly you know active calendar. Lots of things going on, lots of appointments. Um, don't you think? And now you know you're uh, going and adventuring and learning new things about baking, which is awesome, and um, doing some journaling as well, and just like really slowing down and and taking some time. Don't you think some of that time could be dedicated to writing your own fan fiction? Why don't you take a break? When did you become an ad for fanfiction.net? Can I just like oh ask? But also, well, I mean, truly, like, I really do admire um, these steps that you're taking, especially the baking part. Like, baking, I can totally relate. Like, I just don't have the patience for it. But, like, maybe that's not the point. As you were saying, it's just kind of about being present and focusing on something that's not yourself or not the world falling apart burning everything is the worst it's ever been yeah um because i hear that baking has really like ooh, people are really into like baking and and growing you know growing their own produce and gardening and like doing all of this stuff at home because the grocery store could kill you because there's <laughs> you know crazy people there yeah. but um well there's a mask mandate where we live so thank god but still you know Oh, yeah. At the same time, maybe there's something to be said about just like doing activities that make you a little bit more present. Yeah. Shoot. Yeah. If you are interested in baking, Alana, I have a sourdough starter that you can totally like take some. <laughs> we can compare notes. I do owe you an, uh, an African violet girl that I, I was planning on leaving outside your door randomly one day. Oh, my gosh. But if you, you can't just leave it randomly because I've got catnip I have to give you. Oh, that's right. Yes. We got to plan or coordinate a social distance, like, handoff of items. Girl, I, I, I need other. it for my mental health. Can we please? <laughs> Serious. I'm putting it in my calendar. Yes. Yes. I'm putting it in my calendar. Yes. Yes. I'm, oh my I'm so excited for this mental health series, though, Alana. Like, I, I think we have a lot to talk about. And I'm glad I, I'm doing it with you, to be honest. Like, I'm so grateful to have you in my life. Aww. And, um, you know, that even though we don't get to see each other as often as we used to, like, it, I appreciate having this time to be able to talk to you and share experiences with you and, you know, our podcasting family. And, yeah, like, uh, even I know that after pandemic is over, like, our friendship will be stronger because of it. I feel the exact same way. And I truly don't think I would be able to get through this pandemic without you and without this incredible podcast of which you can follow on uh, <laughs> hqaf.productions Instagram. Yes. Uh, we're on YouTube now. We're live streamers, <laughs> probably sometimes <laughs> when we feel like it. And Spotify and wherever else you get your podcast but going back to the sentiment i just i really do uh agree and i mean i've said this since day one like you you've changed my life incredibly like i don't remember life before francis and i don't want to remember it but now especially our friendship has been so important to me mm. it's really just been helping me get through this really insanely terrible time <laughs> so yeah it's been fun you know being able to do this podcast, being able to be live streamers and um, yeah, just doing our little animal, living our animal crossing life together. Yes. Yes. That's the end of our show. I'm Alana. And I'm Francis. Find us on Instagram at hqaf.productions. We post every other week. 
And you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts. And until next time, the best ship to sail on is friendship. friendship.